The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. going on everybody this is tony catalina from the first and ten podcast brought to you by blogging the boys powered by sb nation typically you hear dave sturchio running point here but uh i think i'm in the h here or the a-hole whatever you want to call it i'm sitting here <laughs> in that situation today dave is not with us for this week but uh have no fear it is myself and my trusty colleague aiden davis aiden how are you doing today I'm good. Yeah, we don't have that sweet voice of Dave with us today. He always comes in with that booming, and welcome to another episode. We don't have that, but Tony, I, I appreciated your intro. There's, it, <laughs> it gave me peace. It kept me calm. You know, for me, um, we'll be able to know the numbers directly. We'll see what kind of impact we have from me running it. They may be tired of my voice by the end of this, but uh, you know what? The show goes on and we're ready to go. <laughs> Let's so- do it. You know, much like the Cowboys offseason here, uh, the show goes on regardless how we feel about it. Aiden, how are you feeling with another somewhat quiet week on the on the, you know, for the Cowboys front here? I was trying. Did anything happen this week of note like the Cowboys? Honestly, at this point, I think I'll take another week of no news, considering how this offseason has gone. If they're clearly they're kind of out of it in terms of signing players, we had. Bobby Wagner announced he's not coming to Dallas. So considering that it doesn't really seem like they're going to be super active over the course of the season, we've hit the point where, you know what, I don't want to hear anything about the Cowboys because at this point, no news is good news for us, given how the offseason started, especially. No, you're absolutely right with that. It's almost like every time you hear like or see Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter pop up with a Cowboys tweet, you almost cringe or like flinch a little bit. Um, You know, for me, (laughs) I don't know, maybe you feel a little different than I do, but I just feel like uh, over the last couple of weeks, I mean, maybe you would know better than I would. But in the last couple of years, I feel like there's been more activity on the free agency front than there has been of late. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know that they're like you know, bottom feeders and so, so to speak, but it's, it's been real quiet, at least in my perspective. Are you talking about like the NFL as a whole or the Cowboys? Specifically? The Cowboys, because the NFL yeah. is going nuts. The NFL is the NFL is going, it's, this has been, if you take away the Cowboys aspect of it, I think my favorite off season at like, just as a football fan, this has been amazing to watch. I agree. I, I want the Cowboys to be involved, but taking away my fandom, 
it has been amazing just to follow everything that's happened. I totally agree. I'm sitting here saying, like, can we get involved in this? Can we, you know, it's, I know knowing that we're not going to. But uh, for me, sitting it, sitting here and looking at every other team get stronger and just crazy moves happening. And for the Cowboys, it seems like all the craziness is off the field. <laughs> and we don't really have to get into that. But, man, you know, um, another another somewhat quiet week here. And we'll uh We'll kind of get right into it. I think uh, me and Aiden, we came up with what we're going to discuss here. And I think uh, Aiden came up with a great idea to do a buy or sell Cowboys edition here. So we're going to kind of discuss, you know, some topics relevant to the Cowboys, relevant to this week or this offseason. And we're going to buy or sell how the Cowboys feel about that. Aiden, you ready to go? I think I'm ready to go. Let's see how this goes. All right. Buy or sell. The Cowboys are all done in free agency that aren't to the uh, draft at this point, and they are done picking up free agents. Just a little insight for the listener. We didn't really talk much about these questions. I don't, none of us know what these questions are. Tony, I literally have the exact same question written down for two. <laughs> My, I'm, I'm going to buy it. I think that I don't think we should expect the Cowboys to be completely done. I think they'll add a couple names here or there. I think Another name that they could add that Cowboys fans are aware of, Brett Urban is still just waiting there from what I know. And I think he's pretty likely, it seems like he's going to come back to Dallas. Who knows? But that'd be, it's, it's names like that where it's not going to knock our socks off. But in terms of the Tyron Matthews, the, uh, the names, you can listen to the episode last week. That's when we hit all the free agents. I uh, think that's over. What, what do you think? I, I totally, you know, I totally agree. And I think the question I kind of I, I kind of said it unfairly to you in the sense that, like, I I think they're going to find a way to put one or two pieces together. But that is more so that they can try to get comfortable heading into the into the um, the draft here. But as far as I'm considered, as far as impact players go, um, we're getting the slim pickings here. I think with Bobby Wagner going away and then there are some, you know, some offensive linemen out there that hopefully, you know, we don't want to go into this draft with too many needs. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, can we get a left guard, that, you know, somebody to be presentable at that spot in free agency? So it's, you know, for me, I want to say I'm buying it, but like with a caveat i think they're gonna bring some guys in but i think anybody that we should get too too excited that ship has sailed a little bit here yeah my question the way i was gonna word it is do we know all the starters that are gonna be on the cowboys next year outside Mm. of maybe a drafted player i that's how i i'd buy that like yeah or yeah yeah so that's a quality question too because you sit here and think right i mean you got to hit on the first round or at least the first two rounds, right? I feel like you have to get some productive players. I know uh, the future is bright for Kelvin Joseph, but I wouldn't, you know, I feel good about his prospects moving forward. But as far as year one goes, he, he, he we need to see more stepping into year two. Michael Parsons is an absolute slam dunk, but you're right. I mean, we might see 85 to 90% of the starters already on the team as it stands. So, I mean, uh, it's it's kind of crazy to say, and I think that's a, a solid question you have there, Aiden. Yeah. So speaking of, let's get into some buy or sell. So a little bit of more buy or sell. My first question to you, buy or sell, the Cowboys take a receiver in the first two rounds of the draft. Ooh, saying now, just for clarity on the question, are you saying that they take a wide receiver in one of the first two rounds? Yeah, well, yeah, okay. one of the first two rounds. Okay. I hope. I'd hope and pray yeah. they don't take a receiver. Both <laughs> the first two, both. Yeah. I would say 
buy it and I would hammer that. If I would if there was betting odds on that, I would hammer it. Really? I would I would just because I think the idea that somebody is gonna fall to them isn't so crazy to think that they might be sitting in a situation where wide receiver maybe isn't their number one plan, but a guy that's on their board that's too high may just fall into the lap. I don't know if it's going to be CD lamb level. I don't know if there is even a CD lamb level type receiver out there um, in this draft, but I mean, to me, I've coming around, I don't know about yourself, but I've come around to the fact that I would love to see Chris Olave from Ohio State at that 24. And there's some guys at 56, like Sky Moore, that I would love to see. So for me, I don't want to reach by any chance, but I would absolutely buy the fact that one of the first two picks are going to be a wide receiver. Yeah, I'm I'm in the camp that I'd buy it. I still I still rest in the opinion that I don't think the Cowboys need to add a receiver in this year's in the top two rounds. I mm. we've been spoiled for a while with Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb. I'm okay with what we have now, assuming I mean this is a receiver's another position that I could see them adding one of the smaller names available on the market. And at that point, I'd be okay. Like, has Malik Turner been he hasn't signed anywhere yet, right? So he was actually on a visit to the Arizona Cardinals. So I don't love that. I mean, he's not gone. There's still opportunities, but he's definitely looking elsewhere. And we know how the Cowboys operate, at least in the past. It seems like this year they're letting them test the water. But guys that they like and they want to keep around, they find a way to keep them around. And if they're shopping around, it's tough to get them back. Yeah, like that's a name that I'd be fine if the Cowboys just added a Malik Turner. I'd be fine walking into the season with the receivers that they have on the roster. So given how strong of a buy you were, and you don't have to, this can just be a quick question. Buy yourself, do they take a receiver in the first round? I think, I thought, I mean, we've said this a couple of times. I believe that, you know, their original plan is they go offensive guard. I think they pretty much said so, said as much that offensive guard is what they're looking for, but if you're sitting there and, you know, we're going to touch on the top 30 visits later on in the podcast, but if you're sitting there, right, and you got guys, I mean, if, look at the couple of the first names right off the bat, Drake London, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, like there's guys that they have coming in that, and we know how the Cowboys are with the top 30 visits. They're going to take guys that they bring in and get a good look at. So I would put me in the camp of people that would not be shocked to see that happen. Honestly, I could see a wide receiver now, I guess I want to see how the board falls. I want to see who's there and if they if they pass up on somebody. I mean, I mean, low key, I'm looking for even a Derek Stingley. If he's dropped, I would love to pair him with uh with Trayvon Diggs and having um Calvin Joseph there with him. But I could definitely see them taking a wide receiver. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you're all set, and I kind of want to ask a question off of that. So are you all set with them taking and you meaning all set, you don't want them to use a first two picks in this draft on a wide receiver because of a, the way they're set up on the roster currently, or B the way this draft is. Do you think there's guys deep enough that you don't have to force it? Or is it more so about the horses in the stable already? No, this is more about the horses in the stable already. I will say, and this is from a person that doesn't do a lot of scouting in terms of college prospects. I've seen a lot of hype around Sky Moore in terms of the Cowboys community. So to mirror what you were saying earlier, and if he falls to us and the Cowboys take him, it's not like I'll be crying my eyes out for the next week, pounding the table saying we could have got a different position. I just think like when you look at the needs on this roster, the needs that they somewhat addressed in free agency, but didn't really like guard 
tackle, like the entire offensive line, you have defensive end, defensive tackle. I just think there's other positions I'd take with the first two picks. But once again, I trust Will McClay more than I trust myself. So, <laughs> all right. That's honestly, that's a good way to live by that. Will McClay seems to be um, the one man that we can trust on this uh, front office to know that he's going to get things done here. So let me pivot off to my next question here. And this is, you know, it may be a little too early to ask this question, but uh, buy or sell. The starting linebackers are currently on the roster as we speak. Meaning, yeah. Leighton Randash, Micah Parsons, and what are we throwing there? Luke Gifford. I mean, we are we looking, are we making that jump for Luke Gifford? I mean, you know. <laughs> oh man. I guess I guess it comes down to how much we trust Jabril Cox and how much the front office trusts Jabril Cox. I know. Every every Cowboys fan loves to think of the prospect of what Jabril Cox can turn into. And I'm in the camp that what we saw from him was impressive. But keep in mind, we didn't see a lot from him last year. And it seemed like the Cowboys were hesitant to bring him on the field at all when he was healthy. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to say that the Cowboys and once again, going off what I said, I don't think they're adding anybody in free agency based off the names I saw on the list. I think they're going to use an early enough round pick to where maybe it's not a day one starter. Maybe it's not a week one, whoever the Cowboys, when schedule comes out, he's probably not going to start like immediately, but it's kind of like another Jabril Cox where we see him get worked in. And if it's a second or third round pick, Jabril Cox isn't showing enough. I'm going to sell it because I think that linebacker comes through the draft and Based off the name, and once again, we're going to get into it later. Based off the names that are on the list, there's a decent amount of linebackers there to make me think that Dallas is seriously considering it. I mean, absolutely right. And I think my questions regarding Jabril Cox is not really a skill level or a talent level because I was pumped when he fell to us. I know you you hate to see a guy's draft stock little fall a little bit that way, but it worked out for the Cowboys because I could have justifiably had them pick him a round or two earlier last year and felt totally comfortable with that pick. Um, it's going to be the development of his ACL injury. And I know those injuries aren't what they used to be, but if he's ahead of the game and he can pick up where he left off and the training has been there off season, um, they looked at him in the Keanu Neal type of role. I think they think he can be better in the passing game. I We obviously see how vicious he plays when he tackles. He's a he's a strong, he's a fast guy. And, you know, getting year two into your program, um, I think the sky is the limit for Jabril Cox. But you're right. I think they have to go into the draft, not depending on these guys. And if there's somebody like a N'Kobe Dean or a Quay Walker. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to pull the trigger on that. And and as, as much as I love Jabril Cox, there are some guys out there that I would love to pair with Michael Parsons because I am team uh, Michael Parsons, you know, being a linebacker more so than just an every down defensive end. But I, I do love the prospect of Jabril Cox. And, I'm you know, to answer my own question, I'm selling it as well. I mean, I think that there's going to be somebody there. I think they're going to take somebody in the draft. Um, I really didn't think, I don't know if you believe this. I didn't think Leighton Vanda Esch was actually going to be on this roster. Um, now that he is, it's kind of interesting in that dynamic. What do you I, think? I definitely thought that he was going to be the name. Like when we were, we did this on the round table too, where we all just kind of laid out our plans for the off season, decided which players we thought were coming back. I thought LV was definitely going to be a guy that was leaving, but 
But the terms that they signed them to, I'm actually, how do you feel about it? Because I personally, I actually like the contract based off what we saw at the end of the year. I know LV is not going to be the linebacker that we once hoped he would be, but based off what we saw at the end of the year and the amount of money we got him for and the fact that we need linebackers, I was actually really happy with this contract. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 100%. I think you you hit the nail on the head with the money. If the money was like expensive or egregious, I would feel a lot worse about this, but it's essentially using the fifth year option for less money. I mean, they brought him back for a fifth year. He's got a one more chance to prove it. I, you know, if he plays well, there's a chance he probably won't be a cowboy again next year, but I, I think it falls in the line with the comfortability, right? They know Leighton Van Dash, they know his strengths. They got him for a good deal. And, you know, he probably he's probably comfortable in Dallas. He probably wasn't getting the offers that he thought maybe he was going to get. So I think it's just a win win for both opportunities for both teams. So, you know, both camps, right, the player and the team. Uh, end of the day, I I, I like it. Uh, I don't I don't love it. I mean, I, if the Cowboys moved on for Leighton Van Ash, I probably wouldn't have thought a second thing about it, honestly. And that's no disrespect. I think I just thought that they were going a different direction. But that the fact that he's here with a favorable contract, let's make it work. You know, that's re- I'm all in for that. Yeah, I thought based off the linebacker market this year, I thought it seemed like the Patriots was going to spin up, but they didn't. Cowboys got him. I'm I'm completely happy with it. Mm-hmm. All right. The next next buy or sell question This going to be re- if you thought the starting linebackers for 2022 is early. This is a really <laughs> early question. to answer buy or sell as a wide receiver. One CD lamb finishes with more than. 1300 receiving yards next season. He finished with 1100 last mm. year. Wow. Early, no, I, I know. No, it's, let's let's get into it. I like it. it. No, I do. I like the question because I mean, you remember this just probably as well as I do. The hype on CD Lamb in training camp was insane. I thought he was going to explode. I mean, I think everybody thought he was an absolute star in the making and he played well, like you said, 1100 passing uh, receiving yards. I'm going to I'm going to hammer the buy. I think he's going to be 1300 yards. I think he's going to take another leap. I think his his maturity, his professionalism, which has never been a question. But I think knowing he's the guy you go into an offseason, knowing you're the number one guy. It's a different feeling. It's got to be a different feeling to understand that, you know, Amari Cooper was here. He's your guy. He's somebody you can lean on. Now you're looking at this team and it's you and Michael Gallup and it's your unit. Right. These are your wide receiver guys. You're probably they're definitely as far as I could said, you know, a segment or two ago. I thought they're definitely bringing an early receiver in. CD Lamb's going to bring that guy under his his uh, his wing. But I do see him taking a step 
And I don't think 1,300 yards is absurd. I could see him doing 1,300 yards and, you know, double-digit touchdowns. And I think that's exactly what the Cowboys are hoping for when they get rid of Amari Cooper. I think they saw the future being bright. But lock me in as a buy Aiden. What do you think? I think I don't. I think we've agreed to, on everything so far. This is going to be the first <laughs> one where we disagree. I okay. And this isn't this isn't my opinion on CD Lamb. That I'm. I know there's kind of been a segment that has arisen that like he's struggling with drops and he's not the receiver that we thought he'd be. I still. Th- I'm. This is not a knock on CD Lamb. I still think he's a perfectly good receiver. I really like him, and I still think his ceiling might not be as high as we once thought, but I think it is very, very similar to his ceiling that we saw. Like talking about training camp, that ceiling is still. It, we're really close to that. My only issue is I think Dak is a quarterback that really likes to spread the ball out, and we mm. kind of saw this a little bit when Amari Cooper was the only guy. Like we still saw Jarwin targets. I mean, even like. I think in 2018, Ezekiel Elliott was the re- he was the leader on the team in terms of yeah. receptions, and so it's like he just he likes to spread the ball out. He's not going to hyper target one guy. And yes, Ceedee Lamb like 1300 isn't ridiculous, and I definitely could see him hitting that bar. It's still it would still be around like the seventh most receiving yards in the NFL last year. So I'm selling not a knock on Ceedee Lamb, more on how I think Dak likes to spread the ball out. I mean, absolutely right, though, in that sense that it it doesn't have to be a disrespect towards C.D. Lamb to say that you're absolutely right. Dak Prescott spreads the ball around. He's you know, it's kind of one of those things where like when Amari Cooper was here, you're like, you know, is he going to force him the ball? He's going to force him the ball. But that's not Dak's game. Dak is comfortable going through his reads, going through his checks and hitting the open guy. And if you want the football and I know they were paying Amari Cooper, you know, give me the ball money. But at this end of the day, that's not Dak Prescott's game. you got to put talent around him. I agree. I think every quarterback, breaking news, quarterbacks need talent around him. But at the end of the day, he's going to find the open receiver, whether that be, like you said, Blake Jarwin when he was here, Dalton Schultz, um, you know, even Randall Cobb. I was on, you know, when Randall Cobb was here for that one year, like I was, I was in on Randall Cobb because he was the type of receiver that would find a way to get open. And that's, yeah, absolutely right. So I I see it in the progression that C.D. Lamb could explode here. I think the Cowboys would need that. I think that's the fan in me. But you're absolutely right that there's a chance that it may not happen and it may not be his fault whatsoever. Yeah, and I think, like, with the addition of James Washington, like, Michael Gallup didn't play for what I I don't know the actual numbers. I'd say about half of 2021, which is somewhere around there. I thought it was like 10 or 11 he missed. Yeah, so he didn't play for most of 2021 then, and – I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm for CeeDee Lamb last year, and he was getting the targets when Amari Cooper was ignored. And once again, great receiver. I think he's still going to rack up yards, and if I think he's going to be right below that number. But guys like James Washington, I think, are going to eat up like 600 yards, 600, 700 yards. I think mm. they're probably going to get a receiver that takes up another four, 500. They're obviously going to target Schultz. So – that's just the way that I see it going. But if it goes, if it's a buy, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Fair enough. Fair enough. So to continue the trend here, of the buy and sell, buy or sell. Now this is a two-parter and I think I'm kind of cheating with this question, but buy or sell that Dante Fowler and James Washington are going to be on the week one roster. And if it's a sell, which one is more likely to not be on this team? I'm going to buy this, but okay. I'll still get into the sell. So 
I do. I definitely think so. I'm definitely going to say James Washington's on the roster based off how this is progressing. The fact that right now he's the pretty much undisputed wide receiver three with the wide receiver four right now being Simi Fajoko. I think he's definitely on the roster barring some complete turnaround of free agency where they add like the four best remaining wide receiver free agents, which isn't going to happen. I think Washington's pretty much a lock at this point to make the roster based off what we're seeing. Dante Fowler's interesting. I just don't, it's kind of the same thing where I don't see them having enough depth in order to cut him. Like you have Dorrance Armstrong and you have like Chauncey Golston and a few other guys that kind of are like these hybrid, like I, I don't know. I was looking at the depth chart the other day. There's a couple on the Dallas Cowboys website. They have a couple just straight up defensive tackles that have played DT for a while now listed as defensive ends. So I just think when you look at the depth chart, it's going to make it look a lot like make us look a lot deeper at deep defensive end than we are. And so I just think both of these players are guys that are kind of in positions of need right now. And, but if I had to, I'd say Dante Fowler is definitely, I not definitely, I'd say Dante Fowler has a higher chance of being cut than James Washington. How about you? I think I would agree with that sentiment. And the reason why I presented this question, because when I looked at the numbers of what they got paid and I looked at the history of how the Cowboys handled their free agency, to me, I looked at it and I said, these are textbook guys that are either a going to come in and be a big part of the plan, right? They're either going to come in, be productive, or just be a part of the, the team and the scheme moving forward, or B, these are guys that they filled in spots drafted well and they like young guys and they cut them before the season started and the money that they're paying both of them allows for both of these opportunities to be entirely feasible i am a fan of james washington's i think that he is untapped in in sense that you know he's with noodle arm ben roethlisberger in pittsburgh um you know if it wasn't delvin hodges you know duck hodges throwing him the football it just it wasn't Mason rudolph yeah there just wasn't um an outstanding quarterback room for him to flourish with now he goes out there and he doesn't play well with dak prescott that's a different question because we already said that dak prescott lets to get the ball around but i'm gonna i'm gonna sell it just because i think i think that this team is going to, I think, the draft like anybody else, any veteran who's on the fringe here is watching the draft probably with a little bated breath and some nerves there because they get Chris Olave in the first round or if they get, you know, you know, Kalafis from Purdue, if they get somebody on these edges, you know, whether it be a defensive end or a wide receiver early, it could make them, you know, expendable. And, you know, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I could definitely see the way this team goes about it that, uh, that we can go ahead and, and see that that possibly happened in there. So I don't know, Aiden, I, I think uh, we were pretty much on the button with each other for most of those, but I think at the end, we kind of went separate ways a little bit. <laughs> do you, do you agree that Dante Fowler is more likely to be cut than Washington? Then I do. I actually okay. do agree. I actually okay. do agree with that. I think um, the Cowboys as it stands, aren't in position to, to get rid of any pass catchers, you know, but if they come out of the draft with a top 100 wide receiver and then like a mid-level guy that they enjoy that, you know, they can develop James Washington might be a little expendable in that case. But yeah, I mean, Dante Fowler has some exciting tape. I mean, that guy, he, he's, he's early round draft pick that can play and can he, can Dan Quinn bring it out of him? I mean, I guess we'll see, right. Almost 12 sacks in 2019. I mean, that's a, 
that's a lot of potential there for a guy that, yeah, you said is the former three overall pick. I'm, I'm somewhat, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm excited and like licking my lips about Dante Fowler, but I am very, very intrigued to see how it progresses, especially like when we start getting the training camp news, I want to see Fowler's name pop up. All right. I have my last buy or sell question and we're going to do a, a big one here buy or sell. The DraftKings win total for the Cowboys is 10 and a half. Are you buying mm. or selling more than 10 and a half wins? I saw that and I was actually looking at it. I think it, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you have it in front of me, but I think the way DraftKings is set up is they only have we're tied for fifth best record in the, in the NFL based on win that's, total. Yeah, that's what it's weird because they have the standings for win total and the standings for like probability to make the Super Bowl are obviously different. I mm-hmm. think we have we have better odds like Vegas is putting us as like a essentially saying we're going to be a higher seed, but we're not going to have as good of a chance to win the Super Bowl as some of the other NFC teams. And I think that has everything to do with the division we play. In, I right? think you're right. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to buy it. I think I think they're going to win 11 games because I think. They got to play six games against the division. Um, they could they could sweep it five and one. I mean, I this draft is super important. You know, one of my buddies is a diehard Eagles fan, and you know, I hear all about the draft picks. And if they don't fumble this, the, the Eagles have a chance to get really, really well. Oh, do get better from this draft with those three first round draft picks. Um, but I'm gonna sell it. I mean, buy it. Excuse me. I think the Cowboys are gonna win 11 games right now. If I look at it, I could see them winning 11. But um, I don't. I don't feel super confident in saying that at this time. I mean, it's still really early. Quick question, and this is just kind of going off of another buyer. So I had just. Do you think we're gonna win? How many wins do you see us having against the NFC East next year? Mm. If you just had to put an early number on it, not knowing how. Yeah. Obviously, the Eagles use their three and the Giants <laughs> use their two draft first round draft picks. I mean, I would I would say the floor being four and two. I would think, you know, I, they have a chance to sweep the division. I do think we're like head and shoulders are better than the rest of the division. But I'm going to settle right in the middle and say if they're I, I see them being five and one in the division. And I think that is where they should be. You know what I mean? But how about yourself? What do you think? Where are you sitting at? So, yeah, for the NFC East question. Oh. I'm going to go out on a limb that is might be conscious. I think we go four and two in the NFC East next mm. year, just because I think we beat the Giants twice. We I think we split with the Eagles just because I'm just the shoe has to drop. We have to lose against Jalen Hurts at some point. And if he, they keep mm. building up that team, they started the end of the season hot. Maybe maybe the Cowboys just have Jalen Hurts' number. I think they drop one of the Eagles. And then I think we drop one of the commanders just because I could see that being a game. We go into Washington exactly like what happened this year. We put up a stinker of a game and it's this time. It's not Taylor Heineke and Brandon Allen, Taylor, Brandon, one of the, (laughs) yeah, Brandon Allen throwing the football. This time it's Carson Wentz who I know we like to clown on him. He's still better than Taylor Heineke for sure. Yeah, I would agree. So, so I say, I think we go four and two in the division. I'm still going to buy the 10 and a half wins. I think we get more than that. We'll what do you think? What's it... your number right now? Early putting the spot on you early. I'm going to say 11. I think okay. we barely beat it. I mean, it was 12 and five last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I put it at 11. We have a 
another easy schedule. So yeah. I'll give 11. What do you we're, give? We're, I, I say 11. I think we're on the button there. I think we're at least a game worse than we were last year. It, it's got to yeah. be some other, um, you know, whether it be some continuity with the, you know, with the, with the, the staff being back again, right? I think we said early off season we did not expect Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn to both be back. Never mind, like I said, all both of them being back, the whole game being back together in that instance. But I think that's got to count for something. Um, I think the familiarity being in the same offense, the same defense should help. But yeah, it, it the players make make the team in my in my opinion, and we're worse like player wise, and it's tough yeah. to argue against that. Um, but pivoting off of the buy sell i mean i was a big fan of that you had a couple of questions there that had me really uh really thinking there for a second but (laughs) so on the interwebs here on twitter we're able to get information as it comes out super fast on our fingers there's been a, a list floating around of the cowboys top 30 visitors now this is just a report and um we can't say for sure that's absolutely confirmed but the people that we trust and the people that we all follow have actually came out with this list and been able to kind of confirm it. Uh, For those who are listening to this podcast Monday morning, I will retweet the list here. Unless Aiden, you want me to rattle off all of the 27 names that are on the list. I think I can retweet and have them check. later. (laughs) I think that's probably good. As as funny as it would be to try and hear you read some of these names. that Maybe we don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. So I lead off with this question here. First question for you, Aiden is, who are you surprised or intrigued to see that is actually on this list here? Uh, this is kind of going to be a cop-out answer. I am surprised by just two things. And these are both positions. I'm surprised by the amount of defensive linemen on this list out of these 30 names, there's six defensive linemen. And mm. I think we all know it's a need, but I mean, from what I'm seeing, like the top four positions are like, I mean, probably offensive line, but then you have defensive line, tight end and linebacker. That's right. just, that's four positions that I don't really think can contrast this with like, there's only two offensive guards, one cornerback, one safety. So like, I think that's what surprised me the most is the distribution of these players. And maybe they're just going off of players they want to talk to players are interested in this probably isn't a complete outline of their drafting strategy. I was just surprised with the amount of defensive linemen and tight ends. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what are you most surprised about? It's funny you say that because um, you're absolutely right in that sense, but also in the same time, I feel like the Cowboys historically have tipped their hand a little bit with the top 30 visits. I think they let you know, especially early on those first couple of rounds, they want to take guys they've brought in, um, you know, I think Micah Parsons might have been an exception. I don't know if they even brought him <laughs> in, but like rare case of, you know, a guy just falling to you and he just it works out for the best. And I'm going to be singing his praises for years to come. But I guess am, sorry, go am ahead. I crazy on that? Do you do I think is defensive line? I don't see that as being as big of a need as like any of the offensive line positions. But I mean, I th- you correct me if I'm wrong. No, that. I think I think I don't know if it's dire but i think the whole randy gregory situation kind of got him a little flustered in the sense that like okay we thought we were going to have these two for the next four or five years demarcus lawrence or randy gregory that being and now we're sitting here like is it going to be armstrong or are we going to have to take somebody early to kind of pair next to him so i think they're doing their due diligence here but you know i'm i'm surprised in the sense that um you know 
I'm, we already said we we're going to touch on this a little bit, but I'm surprised some of the names that aren't on there. And we kind of said we were going to discuss the fact that, you know, a couple of guys stand out right off the bat is Tyler Linderbaum and Nicobe Dean aren't on this list. Now, again, we mentioned just the prefix is it may not be a completed list. There are 27 names on this list that for a top 30. So those could be two out of the remaining three. We don't know. But what do you feel about that? Nicobe Dean and Tyler Linderbaum not on this list. How do you feel about that, Aiden? That, that kind of, it's kind of like with the Micah Parsons thing, it kind of saddens me because it kind of tells me that, I mean, these NFL executives, Will McClay knows a lot more about what other teams are going to do in the draft than the average fan knows. And so that kind of tips me off that he's probably hearing rumblings that, or at least the front Cowboys front office is hearing rumblings that guys like Tyler Lindenbaum, guys like Nicobe Dean probably aren't going to make it to pick 24. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's the only explanation for why they wouldn't bring him in that I know of. Cause that's two guys that fit at least if you ask any Cowboys fan, any draft like Cowboys draft analyst, that's two guys that people are really loving in this draft cycle. And I don't know, Nicobe Dean's been falling down people's draft board lately. So it is very surprising that I didn't see him on this list. And, and that's crazy to me. And I was going to actually start off with him in my opinion thought here is either the draft pundits online are completely off in Nicobe Dean and he isn't falling like everybody thinks he is in the Cowboys think that like he's unobtainable like he's gonna be gone so early that it might not be worth it to waste a visit or or on the other hand he is falling the Cowboys don't even have him on the board but that's such an intriguing name such an early guy that I know there was a report today as we record this Sunday that said Quay Walker is getting some rumblings to be the first linebacker taken. And those two are in the same linebacking group on the same football team. And I don't know if I would have ever thought Quay Walker was the better linebacker than Nicobe Dean, at least off of my film study. So I'm super interested in exactly where Nicobe Dean goes, you know, knowing my luck, he'll end up being an Eagle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, you know, my Georgia Bulldog goes to kill me and be an Eagle. But um, the Linderbaum thing to me is interesting in the sense that I think that says more about how they feel about Tyler Biotish. I mean, how do you it's feel th- about that? I don't know. I don't know. I see two centers here. That being Dawson Deaton and Cam Jurgens on this list. It just, it surprises me if you're going to bring centers in, why not bring, it seems like the one center that the top center, everybody yeah, is mocking to the Cowboys, at least everybody who wants a center. Yep. I don't know. I, I still think it might be a product of, I don't know. I think it might be a product of once again, him going possibly too early, but I've seen mocks where if Tyler Linderbaum doesn't make it to the Cowboys, he is scraping that 24 area. Like I'm mm. talking like Cardinals at 23. Wow. And yeah, and you know, the funny thing is you look at some of the, the tells the Cowboys have over the last few years. Uh, you feel like Tyler Linderbaum might not be their guy because of being undersized. The Cowboys don't like taking undersized guys and being a center. That's a little light in the pants under 300 pounds. You wonder if the Cowboys would put that much stock into it because everyone you speak to every draft analyst, you look at, he's the clear cut number one center. So why are you bringing in centers? That isn't that guy. Yeah. Right. At least to bring them in. And am I crazy? This is, I've, I don't think I've ever looked at his profile is, 
Tyler Bialish to me always seems like one of the shortest guys on the field for the Cowboys. Right. Is that, am I wrong in saying that? I mean, I'm not even like you, you might be on the money with that because you're looking at center historically shorter stockier. They're being more athletic now, you know, they're kind of in the build of the Jason Kelsey types now, but you might be onto something there. I mean, cause we got some hulking tackles <laughs> and, you know, Zach Barton's a big man himself. So, um, in a group like that, you might be onto something. You might be the smallest lineman on the, on the team there, but <laughs> apparently know, he's, he's six, four, three fifteen. So he's nah. bigger than he looks. Listen, I'll tell you right now. They have my brother, <laughs> they have my brother listed at six, six, three 30. My man was, Six four and a half, three fifteen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so those are a little, uh, those are a little skewed there. By depends on who you're asking. Although he, they had him listed at six three at his pro day. I'm like, well, you're not that short. <laughs> you know but it depends on who you're asking. Um, yeah. But hey, man, listen, Aiden, it has been another great episode of the First and Ten podcast. We did not have Sturch this week, so if you are a Sturch fan fanatic i apologize in advance early and uh listen he'll be back next week but aiden any final thoughts for us today i'm at this point i'm just hoping we go another week without any cowboys news and if there is news please let it be a free agent signing and nothing that's going to make me want to pull my hair out (laughs) absolutely you know what if it's quiet as long as it's quiet, I'm okay with that. But let's let's see something. We're getting close to the draft. I want to see some more holes filled in. But, hey, from Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, brought to you by Blogging the Boys, powered by SP Nation. This was another episode of the First and Ten Podcast. Catch y'all next week. Peace.